I really like barbacoa, and someone once told me that, like, what it is is kind of gross, and I know I will stop eating it <laughs> if I find out what it is, and I realize that's irrational, because I already like it, mm-hmm. but, like, I just cannot find out. Yeah. It's delicious, uh, though. Why? Why? Why would it matter what you know it's made out of? Yeah. I, I said it was irrational. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Then, like, any time I tried to eat, I would be thinking of that, whatever it is. Um, there are even some times that I'll be, like, eating Chipotle and with my barbacoa, and I'll, like, have to stop and throw it out because I'm, like, there's something about these that, like, somebody doesn't want me to know, then there's something gross about them. Like, I can't <laughs> continue <laughs> eating it. Hello, friends. This is Jaime, and you're listening to the Misconceptions Podcast. Got it. I figured it out. I know who Pip Hamill is. It doesn't make any sense, but I know who he is. He's the gingerbread man. I don't know what that means, but that's what he is. He's the gingerbread man. Did we roll last episode? No, no we didn't. <laughs> and it was funny because before we started recording... I said, I want to give everybody the chance to roleplay more and to roll the dice more this session. And uh, last episode, we did not roll a single dice. But we roleplayed a lot. Yes. Previously on Misconceptions, the crew had kidnapped the mayor and wrapped him in vines and taken him back to an abandoned prison facility in the harbor outside of the city. Um, and uh, the crew postulated about the uh, captured mayor uh, because he had no reaction. And when Faye checked his pulse, he had no pulse. He did not blink. His face was stuck in a grin that could not be besmudged. And uh, it was very strange. And he had this very sweet smell uh, coming off of him that everybody recognized but couldn't quite place where they recognized it from um but the uh Rin kind of recovered some of the cybernetic powers that he had exhausted uh Esther talked a little to Javi about what he had noticed about Pip whenever Javi was very close and personal with him and shot him in the stomach um and then they all came together and were doing some uh prodding literally into Pip Hamill uh Faye found that whenever she tried to search for vital organs in his side and stomach her thumb kind of broke through his rough skin and then uh Bill stabbed him in the foot and while trying to work open the flesh of Pip Hamill to see what was inside uh the foot just shattered like a cookie and uh in fact that was when Bill was reminded of where he had smelled this smell before and he was immediately taken back to a memory he had of making a gingerbread house with his son uh, one Christmas morning Um, and I guess we pick it up there with Bill uh, stooped down his uh, hands kind of holding two pieces of Pip Hamill's fractured foot and different little toasted golden brown bits of it 
littered on this cave floor. And the three of you standing around him and Pip just smiling and unblinking. Bill, you maimed him. I taste the piece. That's what I was going to do. Bill takes a piece of Pip Hamill's foot, (laughs) puts it in his mouth. Bill, this is pretty good gingerbread. What? You're a cannibal. What are you doing? Esther, seeing the face that um, Bill makes, picks up a piece and pops it in her mouth. <laughs> Esther also pees, puts a piece of Pip's flesh in her mouth. What is wrong with you guys? We abducted this dude and we're eating him. Esther, you are reminded of a, uh, a gingerbread holiday drink that your father uh, brewed and that you still put out every year. Wait, what are y'all taste not y'all? <laughs> what, are y'all <laughs> what are y'all tasting now, Mayor? What's good? What are you guys tasting? And why are you eating his foot? Give it a try. Fade us. Okay. You are reminded of uh, a time when uh, a little Cassie Sue brought you a gingerbread cookie. You ate it and it was very sweet and tastes exactly like Pip Hamill's foot. This is good gingerbread. Isn't it, though? Yeah. Wait, what does this mean? He's ginger. <laughs> he's the gingerbread man? Hansel and Gretel? It may not... Ooh. Face stops. <laughs> and then turns... It may not have been the best idea that we ate this. Yes, because it's a human person, or a gingerbread man... And now he doesn't even have a foot. How do we replace him? Well, he's obviously not human. Rent, you can either like, just eat some of it or trust us <laughs> that it's gingerbread <laughs> and clearly not human flesh. Become a zombie or assume that it's gingerbread. Mm. I guess I'll try it. <laughs> Rin, you try it? It is gingerbread. Bill, you said Hansel and Gretel? Yeah, I was just thinking out loud. That's what it made me think of, right? Look, we've got a... Uh-huh. Witch, wizard, lady, which is a witch. we got a wolf man. And I was just thinking Hansel and Gretel. Could be wrong. Just a thought. Does anyone know of any stories where... Someone controls gingerbread men? I mean, the the actual fairy tale of the gingerbread man himself, who like ran really fast and no one could catch him, and then he jumped on the back of a fox to take him across the river. The fox tried eating him. All that stuff. Okay, so what are we gonna do? What time is it? Um It's getting very close to dawn. What are we gonna do now? He's got to show up to work, right? We could just drop him off at the front of City Hall. Um, I mean, he's probably, if they could bake one, they could bake another, maybe. Maybe one that has two feet. Who's baking him? That's the question. Someone is getting lit. Mm-mm. Where would there be an oven big enough to bake 
a life-size man. And... Good thought. The burnt down bar. Yeah, see, that was a really poor joke. What I meant by that, I can see you glaring at me, Esther. Yes, no, Esther I is was, glaring was... across the table. <laughs> I meant that you. It's not going to get better, no matter how I explain it. But I meant that you could make gingerbread over the flames of the bar. <laughs> nah, she's glaring. How do you get a tray big enough? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh. I mean, how is somebody secretly baking human-sized gingerbread men? What about at, like, a crematorium? Oh. That's big enough to fit people. Mm-hmm. Is there a gingerbread factory somewhere? Or a bread factory? Um, there's not a specific gingerbread a factory in town, but there are, you know, bakeries and uh, confectionaries and different uh, factories where they make sweets. Like Little Mama's Bakery? Yes, like Little Mama's Bakery. When <clears throat> Javi shot Pip, we saw Javi get taken. Who took Pip? His men. What if Pip died that night? And they made a new At pit. the gala? Mm-hmm. No, not the gala. He's no. talking about when uh, Javi shot him. Yeah. Yeah, that was something that I had mentioned as well. Um, In my conversation with Javi, Pip still had blood when he shot him. So he wasn't dead at the gala. Or at the park. It was at the park, right? Yes. Well, but no, I'm saying like, he didn't die at the gala. Right, 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 right. Because at the park, he still bled like a human. Yes, yes, yes. I see, I see. He didn't pour out icing or anything. <laughs> or, or gumdrop buttons. That's what yeah, or gumdrop buttons. <laughs> yeah. Wait, can... <laughs> can we see if he has gumdrop buttons? Yes, but that's very... Out of character for me. Yeah. I don't typically break people open to see if they have icing in them. I mean, at, at this point, is there any reason not to just break him open to see if there's anything else useful inside of him? If we just know he's a giant cookie? The only thing is that we could maybe save the we fact that he's not present. a new foot for him. Right. I mean, I am a little hungry, so... You just said we wouldn't, we shouldn't eat him. Well, now I did, but he's delicious. Has Ren picked up another shard of uh, Pip Hamill's broken foot, and has he been snacking on it while y'all have been talking? Yeah, one hundred. <laughs> I mean, is there any way that we can put him back and act like none of this happened and not raise any more suspicion? Or the fact that he's now one-footed? Oh, we could figure out the foot thing. I mean, we could we could try, but somebody's gonna know that we did what we did, no matter what. We destroyed the gods. Mm-hmm. So, and a gunshot did ring out at his house, and he is now gone. And the police, no doubt, have showed up already. What if we just take him back to his house and drop him off in his room? 
I'm wondering about that too. Um, but the police are probably still there. That's what I was gonna ask. Do we have cell service out here? Uh, yeah, down here. Um, can we Google and see if there's been any reports on like shooting at Pip Hamill House? Sure. Google. You you pull up Google. Uh, you search for recent news articles, and there are quite a few news articles about uh, shots heard from uh, the neighborhood surrounding Pip Hamill's townhome. Uh, it is a ongoing story. They do not know who was injured or what was going on, but it is currently being investigated. And um, yeah, I mean, it's still like four in the morning, uh, and y'all broke into his house a little before midnight. Um, so it is known that something happened at Pip Hamill's house last night. I mean, we could have Bill fly in via cloud and, I don't know, drop him down the chimney or something. He's not Santa. (laughs) Also, what if there's a fire burning? He's just going to go up in flames. It would hide the evidence in the house. There's got to be another way. (laughs) (laughs) That pause was way too long. (laughs) We could we could go scope it out and see what things look like down there. I mean, that's really the only option we have, I guess. I can stay here with him because I don't have flying capabilities. I mean, I can fly, but I kind of blew our cover last time, so (laughs) might not be the best place for me to be. So what do y'all do? Well, I will fly on the cloud with you, Bill. I feel like something could happen where I'm left cloudless. What does the sky look like, David? Um, it's always cloudy and overcast in the city. Oh my gosh. All right, let's, um, let's go check it out. All right. Who's all going where? I'm going with Bill. Faye and Esther are staying with Pip. Okay. Uh, I guess Bill and Rin, you hop on Bill's cloud. You soar off into the night. Um, You go back to that uptown uh, district where Pip Hamill lived. Uh, And as you arrive, you see, uh, you know, there is police tape outside. There are police. There are reporters. There is uh, um, investigators going in and out of the house. You see the little alleyway that uh, Esther was in has little evidence markers. Uh, but you can't really tell what they are set next to. Uh, but you do see a, a big commotion at the townhouse. This isn't looking good, good Bill. <laughs> Not at all. I don't think we could just uh, leave Pip Hamill here without someone noticing. With our track record, they would see us for sure. Yeah, there's just too much action. What else could we do? I, was, uh, I think we just fly back at this point. And you fly back to uh, the island. Uh, Esther and Faye, what are y'all doing? I had a thought, but what do you think? I was thinking we're trying to do something to, like, fashion some kind of foot for him. <laughs> so if we do end up returning him, he has a foot. Okay, cool. Um, I want to say that, like, I'm using the roots and vines and stuff to, like put together a foot and it's like failing epically and Esther is like having to help me not 
with powers, obviously, but yeah. like, no, 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 do this and like yeah. tie yeah, some of the. <laughs> yes. Let's braid it this way. Um, but then I also, as we're doing that, you know, I'm, we haven't really talked. So I thought you died. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, that was a perfect gesture <laughs> response. <laughs> I mean, it kind of had to be that way. Why couldn't you keep me in the loop? <laughs> if I kept anybody in the loop, it would ruin the whole thing. I just really missed you. Yeah, I don't really do friends well, so sorry about that. Esther, I know that you like to think that we're not friends, but we are. I said I don't do friends well. I didn't say we weren't friends. Look, I, I understand. It was a hard time. I just... You're just important to me, okay? And I know you don't like talking about your feelings, but I do. And I... Well, I mean, I showed up at your wedding, so obviously you're important to me too. Faye, like, smiles. <laughs> Esther rolls her eyes. <laughs> so, how are you, though? I mean, you lost everything. Well, I mean, you did, too. No, I mean, I, I lost y'all, but I, I had wooded, and I had a place to live, and a l- new life, and, of course, I was always working the case and everything with Leslie Williams, which is the worst. Um, but... You lost your connection to your dad. You lost his bod. I just know how important that is to you. Uh, I mean, I didn't completely lose my connection to my dad. I kind of had hobby. Um, and I was still trying to protect the city. I stayed busy. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, you know if you ever need to process anything... About your dad, or Javi, or whatever. I'm always here. I know. Okay. And at that, you finish your conversation, but you also take a step back to look at the foot you have assembled for Pip Hamill. Yes. There are some cracks in the foot. It definitely was not like it was before. And then you look at Faye. But maybe even with the cracks, it'll work a little. About that time, Bill and Ren come back. Well, it's a lost cause, guys. There's way too many police, and with our luck, we'd really just mess it all up, so... But we made a foot. (laughs) Is that a foot? Or is that a pile of dead bark and leaves? It is attached to his leg. Yes. I can also attach a sock to my leg, but that doesn't make me a sock man. Well, good, because we weren't trying to make him a plant man. (laughs) Is that going to, would that hold? Is it sturdy? And I tap on it a couple of times. It it holds. It's it's not pretty, but uh, with the sock and the shoe on, it's, it is functioning, maybe. I would just like to remind everyone that I have been controlling nature since I was 12 years old, and I've really mastered the skill over the last X number of time we've been together. (laughs) Um, So I think I can create a makeshift foot for a gingerbread man. Touche. And Esther helped. 
I put his shoes and socks on. And helped me weave the leaves. I did do that. The issue is that um, City PD is all over the house. I, I just don't see any way we're getting in there. We could probably drop them off at City Hall. I don't know. Fly through his window or something and throw him in. Um, I could be Leslie and go to work like normal and I don't think him coming with me would be a good idea, but I could maybe scope out the situation before y'all send him in. I mean, it's only like 5 a.m., so I mean, we got some time to, I don't know, fly through the window, plop him in his chair and turn it so it makes it look like he's like looking outside or something. Oh, I see what you're saying. I love this whole weekend at Bernie situation we have going on with Gingerbread Man. I mean, I guess that could work. Everybody's distracted at the house. Right. So, Bill, thoughts? I, I don't know. It's a very confusing situation. Or, unpopular idea, we could just eat him as entirety of a gingerbread man and I would get rid of the evidence. This is a possibility, but I want to ask everybody, have you ever tried to eat one of those like one pound gummy bears? Like, <laughs> eaten the ear and got sick and been like, this is just too much food. No. Yes. I mean, I think um, checking the pulse at City Hall might be a good idea, but I thought your cover was blown. No, my cover seems to still be intact. I went to work the next day and was able to send the email to Pip. Um, unless I've forgotten something, which is highly possible. My cover was blown. Yeah. But they realized that was Esther and that she was trying to break in. They didn't, at least no one has expressly said anything to me yet. And my cover was also blown. And I need a new pair of shoes as well. <laughs> well, you could have pips if you're the same size. That's true. He doesn't need them anymore. We just fashioned a foot! <laughs> <laughs> Hello friends, and welcome to Nintendo 64 of Misconceptions. I'm your host, David White. I hope that you are all having great days, great weeks, fighting off the blues, and some listening to some cool podcasts, maybe the one you're listening to right now. Hmm. Well, I don't have very much to say in the way of show notes before we get back to our episode, so I'll try to keep this quick. Uh, don't forget that we are running a sort of promotion if you leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, but if you leave us a review on iTunes, you type out a little sweet paragraph about what you like about the show, you can screenshot that 
and you can email it to us at misconceptionspod at gmail.com with your address, and we will send you some misconception stickers. We will make sure to wear gloves and sanitize everything so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, and I did say review us on iTunes, but you know what? If there is another podcasting service out there that features the ability to leave reviews for shows, um, go ahead and leave us a review on those as well. Uh, send us those screenshots. We'll send you some misconception stickers for doing that as well. Uh, we don't pay a dime to advertise this show, and so we really appreciate it when you take time out of your day to let people know what you like about this show. And we want to show that appreciation with stickers, which is the obvious commodity for appreciation, I guess. If you are not part of our Patreon, you really, really should be. We are trying to get to $400 a month to be able to uh, pay our performers for the amazing work they do. We would really appreciate your help in trying to get to that. As of right now, on April 13th, Monday, we are $70 away from getting to that $400 a month goal. Uh, That's not super far, and I'm super, super excited that we have so many new patrons that I'm going to be shouting out later on in the show notes section. But if you are a patron... You can record yourself introducing an episode of Misconceptions, just like we do at the beginning of every episode. You would say, hello friends, my name is, insert name here, and you're listening to the Misconceptions podcast. You record that little snippet on your phone, recording setup, what have you, and you send it to us. Doesn't matter what level you're pledging at, uh, any one of our patrons can send us that little message, and we would love to feature you in a future episode introducing an episode of Misconceptions. So, if you are a patron, don't forget you can send that to us. We would love to feature you in a future episode. And also, speaking of our Patreon, we have a patron-exclusive show titled Misconception Side Quests uh, that features a rotation of games and players and GMs. And just last week, we wrapped up our Cyberpunk series... And that was a lot of fun to record. There was a lot of improv and uh, playing off of each other and collaborative world building and a lot of cool cyberpunk action. And the finale episode of Cyberpunk did not disappoint in any of those regards. Uh, Here's a little clip from that finale episode of Cyberpunk. Okay, so you like shatter his neck, toss him against the window, it breaks a little, and then it... Glass anomaly detected. Glass anomaly detected. Please exit the cyberlift. And the doors open up, and you are not at the penthouse yet. No. Uh, and there's just a dead dude in the corner of the cyberlift. Are there people right outside of the doors? I think they are, but they're just kind of like passing by because cyberlifts okay. open all the time. No one's going to check and see, who is it? So like they're just walking back and forth, but I mean, you do have a dead body in this lift with you. <laughs> okay, so it's a really flowy dress, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull my d- dainty arm in mm-hmm. on my sleeve, pull the guy up into the dress, and just hold him against me and walk out of the lift. Wow. This definitely needs to be a roll. <laughs>
So if you would like to listen to the rest of this series and to any future series we release with Misconception SideQuest, you can pledge $5 and up. That's right, $5 a month will get you access to Cyberpunk SideQuest, to our upcoming SideQuest, which I'm going to go ahead and tell you, we're releasing an Animal Crossing side quest later this month on the 25th. And we'll have even more cool games coming after that. So if you would like to listen to more content produced by us, your friends at the Misconceptions Podcast Network, please pledge $5 a month and you will be able to do that. Hey, and speaking of patrons, how about I give a shout out to our new batch of patrons. First up, I want to say thank you to Jason Jazz Bowman. Uh, Jazz Bowman sounds like a cyberpunk protagonist. I'm Jazz Bowman. I'm a runner from the sticks and I hate Megacorp. So Jason Jazz Bowman, uh, thank you so much for supporting us and good luck taking down the monolithic megacorporations that are slowly polluting the earth and destroying us all. Next up, we have Cloud099. Cloud099, I have no idea what your real name is, but Jacob Collins says that you are a pretty cool person. Thank you, Jacob, for supporting us. Next up, we have Sam Scott. Sam Scott, are you an early era Marvel and or DC protagonist? You know, you have that alliteration, Peter Parker, uh, Clark Kent, Sam Scott. Uh, Sam Scott, we appreciate uh, all your service with the Justice League or the early incarnation of the Avengers. Uh, we also appreciate you uh, supporting us financially. Next up, we have Lily of Azura. Lily of Azura, could it be Lily of Azura? Azura's own Lily? Lily of Azura, thank you for supporting us so much. And last up, we have Matthew Peterson. Matthew Peterson, Thank you for having the most normal-sounding name on this list. And also, I guess, thank you for supporting us financially. (laughs) And that is all from me. How about we get back to the episode? could just drop them off in an alley that's true i think ren wants us to drop him off or eat him that's those are the options (laughs) no in between (laughs) devour or put back into society or we could slander his name and drop him off in front of a club with shoes off that are now on my feet and stuff. But then the very obvious plant foot would be seen. And by the way, when Rin says that the shoes that are now on my feet, you do look over and Rin is wearing these <laughs> shiny wingtip black shoes with his uh, just gray tracksuit and hoodie. They fit quite nice. Yeah. Rin, take those shoes off. He's not going to miss them. Okay, let's take a group vote. Who votes eat gingerbread man slash leave him here? And who votes put him back in City Hall? 
Esther. Put him back in City Hall. Bill. What? <laughs> I didn't realize those were only two options. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You're welcome, or team. Or third option, if you have a third option. I mean, I guess we could try to get him back into City Hall somehow. Do you have a third option? Not really. Just um, wanted to see how things developed. See if another version of Pip Hamill showed up on its own, since this isn't the real one anyway. And sure. if leave that the onus sense. of creating some fake story on them. But we have to get closer to figuring out who it is that's controlling and doing this. I don't know what would be the best course of action for that. And then what is Rin's vote? I think we should eat him. <laughs> okay, so we didn't get anywhere with that. Um, it's, it's, three, it's three to one. Well, do we want to wait until like 10 a.m. to see if another one shows up and then drop him off? Or do we want to not risk mm. that? Yeah, I think you go, you, you go into work. We try to stake it out from afar and okay. see if a pip shows up. We have a plan. Yay! That was a that carry, was not an Esther, because Esther doesn't say yay, but <laughs> Esther is very happy that the crew planned. Okay. Um, so, I guess, do we cut forward to Faye going into work? Okay. No, we cut forward to Leslie going into work. You're very right. We cut to Leslie going into work. Um, so, Leslie, you are walking towards work, uh, and you get to the front stone steps of Town Hall, or City Hall, and uh, the sidewalk and street and stairs are crowded with people. Microphones are uh, lifted up. There are some arranged on a podium in front of City Hall. Uh, And you walk up to this scene. There are multiple uh, news station vans outside City Hall. Um, What do you do? Is there anyone talking yet? No, the, the podium is empty. Uh, do I see anybody that I work with that I know? You see Cooper Wheatley. Oh, yeah, I'm not talking to him. Uh-uh. <laughs> He's up at the top of the stairs, just kind of arms crossed across his barrel chest, and he's just looking out over the crowd. Is he close to where I would normally go in? Yes. Is going in a possibility, or is, like, the crowd completely blocking You that? could, yeah, you could work your way through to get to the door. Okay. Um, so I'm going to come up on the edge of the group, see everything, turn around so that my back is to the group, um, and say, like, in a low voice in my comms, it doesn't look good, guys. There's cops everywhere, and there's a podium, and it looks like there's going to be some sort of press conference very soon. Maybe it's going to be Pip. Not maybe. Um, and then she's going to walk up, or make her way through the crowd, and... I'm going to stop kind of by Cooper Wheatley and nod to him. Sir, what appears to be the problem? Well, Miss Williams, it uh, looks like something happened at Pip Hamill's townhouse last night. I, like, if there's a way to turn on my comms, I, like, casually do that so that they're all hearing it. Okay. Uh, There was some gunfire 
Looks like his guards were attacked. Uh, these news reporters are waiting on some sort of a announcement or something. Oh, um, is he okay? Well, uh, why don't you ask him yourself? And you turn around and you see walking through the doors, flanked by a couple of security guards, is Pip Hamble. In a different suit than you had seen last night. Hair quaffed as always. Smile on his face. Uh, Deacon Smith is right next to him as always as well. And uh, Pip walks by you. Uh, and he looks you and Cooper Wheatley over. Ah, Miss Williams. It's so nice to make your acquaintance. And he looks at Cooper Wheatley. Ah, Mr. Wheatley? Is everything all right here? Oh, yes, uh, Mr. Hamill. They're just waiting on uh, your announcement. Well, I guess I should give it to them. And he steps up on the podium and immediately microphones are shoved in his face. People are shouting at him like, What happened? What? People of the city, I want to assure you that even though my life has been targeted multiple times, my conviction in this city is not shaken. And there's like some light applause and, you know, they're still asking questions. Who was it? Who was it? These people, we have seen them in the news. These four brigands who have targeted me in the past and want to see crime perpetuate in this city. They are no friend to law. They are no friend to order. They are no friends to this city. Uh, and he kind of goes on waxing poetic about how he has uh, survived multiple attempts on his life, uh, kind of driving home that point that he, his resolve is not shaken, he is resilient, his efforts to clean up the city and get rid of crime are doubled, uh, just really, just really working the crowd. Um... So as soon as he passed by me and went to the podium, mm -hmm. Leslie like stepped back into the crowd mm -hmm. and is like murmuring with everyone and like nodding mm -hmm. along mm -hmm. like these mm -hmm. people are not friends to the city. Um, and just like fully in the group. Mm -hmm. uh, what are the three of you on the other end of the comms doing? Ren immediately started eating the pit pickle that. <laughs> <laughs> He has like a Ziploc bag with him that says like Pip bites. It's just, it's just Pip Hamill's toes and fingers. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. He just walked over and like broke off one of his fingers, popped it in his mouth. Uh, um, yeah. Well, Esther breathes a sigh of relief because we're kind of off the hook. I mean, except for that he's putting us on blast for the whole town. But, like... We always are. They don't... Yeah. They don't know that we kidnapped him. So... What if we had fake pick The other Pip Hamill show up at Town Hall 2, and then there's two of them, and then we put him on blast. And maybe we eat half of his arm as well. Then we would just look crazy because people would be like, why the hell did you make a gingerbread Pip Hamill? Yeah. They would think that we made him. Well, I am out of thoughts. But my stomach is hungry, so I'm just going to keep eating and you guys can decide some things. And he's eating some and then putting some in the Pip Bites bag. 
And Rin, I think as you are breaking apart his arm into little bite-sized bites, uh, you're lifting one piece up and you see like something etched into the underside of his arm. And what do I see? It looks like it is a partial etch. I keep breaking the arm to see if I can find more of this etch. Okay. Like, you break them off in, like, puzzle pieces. You find these etchings and, uh, like, chiselings intricately done uh, on the inside of his arm. And you, like, kind of take a moment to, like, match some up with each other, but it's, it's difficult. These are not alphanumeric symbols. Okay. Hey, guys, I think I uh, found something. More than just delicious gingerbread, which is pretty good. Do we, do um, Bill or Esther recognize the symbols? Uh, you look at them. Uh, again, it's like, it's like a puzzle piece with... Uh, <laughs> But, like, no real defined place to slot them in next to each other. Uh, so, even if, like, this curvy point attaches to this curvy point, it could also just go along with this straight line that goes into a square. Um, so, it, it's hard to arrange them in such a way that makes sense to you or is recognizable to you. Uh, but, no, you don't recognize these symbols. This must have something to do with his creator. Oh, yeah, definitely. Some sort of magic. So now we're back to Linda Lockwood. Maybe. Can we... Can you scan the images, Ren, and see if there's anything online or anything similar? Oh, yeah, that is a good idea. I guess I could do that. I put on my glasses... And I look at the images, and I start scanning them, and do I see any things or similarities online? I definitely think this should be a role. Um, I think it would be an investigate. Okay. So what could you add to it? So I'll add data mining and high-tech laptop. Okay. Go ahead and roll with a, a plus two. I got a 10. You did get a 10. So, uh, you have two clues. What two clues do you have for me? Or what two questions do you have for me? Um, what is this symbol from? What is this symbol from? Uh, this symbol is not from any recorded language. Uh, there is obviously some sort of inherent meaning in it. But in scouring the internet, there is no, there's no symbols that have been recorded that look like these. One more clue. Is this connected to Linda Lockwood? Is this connected to Linda Lockwood? Um... Interesting, interesting, interesting. So you're using your data mining. You have your laptop. You scan these, um, comparing them with results on the internet, uh, trying to find if they have to do with Linda Lockwood. 
okay, you know what? So you, you're Googling, you're cross-referencing images, uh, trying to find any sort of connection between this and a written language. Uh, you can't find any. You think, is this possibly related to Linda? So you start Googling. You add like, or Googling. You add Linda to your Google search and you're pouring over these images and um, you come across one image of uh, uh, like a picture of her uh, that had been posted with a uh, editorial in a newspaper. Mm -hmm. uh, something she had written about how Carmine Giuseppe was in the pocket of Mayor Corallo, or maybe Mayor Corallo was in the pocket of Carmine Giuseppe, but there's some mafia connection. And there's this picture of her, um, and she has on her, you know, usual leather jacket, red shirt, and uh, around her neck is a necklace, and there is a, a carved, um, uh, kind of wooden piece on the necklace. Mm-hmm. And there is a symbol chiseled into the wood that matches one of these symbols. Mm. Oh, just, just one of the symbols, though, not all of them? Yes. Okay. And you actually, you see that image on her necklace, and then you arrange two of the pieces in another way, and you're like, oh, that's that symbol. Mm. Okay. Guys, I think I may have found something. It looks like... Again, as we suspected, Linda Lockwood is tied into this somehow. Maybe she's the leader. I don't really know. But one of the symbols here matches a symbol that is on a necklace that she's wearing. I, it's some foreign language. I mean, it's nothing. I mean, I guess maybe it's a dead language, but um, maybe you would have do more experience. Do you have the image pulled up? Yes, I do. Esther looks at the image. Does it look similar to anything that would be on her ring? Oh, uh, your owl ring? Yeah. Um, ooh, interesting question. <laughs> uh, because Do I need to do a roll or something? Well, so far, we've only... You, we've described it as an owl, like face with wings extended to either side, mm -hmm. and like jewels beset in it. Uh, we never said anything about any lettering or carvings on it. Um, but as you, as you look at the image, um, for a second, your ring flares. And just for a moment, your brain translates that symbol. You get the meaning of it, but then it is gone and you do not recall what the meaning was. Cool, 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 cool. You're the worst. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. If Bill and Ren are paying any attention to Esther, they see a flash of like that she got some kind of flash or something. Do you respond to it? What is it? I, I had it, but I'd lost it. You've seen it somewhere? Maybe I'm like twisting my ring around my finger, like trying to like nervously or just putting it on the inside of your palm. No, nervously. Okay. Well, um, doesn't Javi know where the ring? Can't... Wait, do we know about the ring? Well, I mean, uh, you I, mean, I, I mean, feel like we've seen it. Yeah. She's always wearing it. 
but she hasn't uh, but she told has us. Been, yeah, she's been very secretive about her use of it. Okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> I think I need to talk to Javi. Do you think Javi would know what this image is? I don't know. Maybe. But I exit the room at this point and I'm going to find Javi. Okay. You um you go to his room. Um or I guess the cell y'all shared. He's laying there. Half asleep. Yo, Javi. Well, what is I don't have time to explain all the things right now. Hmm, yeah, sure. Uh but could you come with me? Um, and look at this symbol and tell me if you know anything about it. Oh, I mean, what else are you doing right now, really? What time is it? <laughs> it's morning. All right. Okay. And he sleepily gets up and uh, follows you. Where do you lead him to? To the SUV. No. <laughs> to the dungeon. Why do we? I mean, what is it okay. called? <laughs> what is it called? <laughs> the dungeon? I don't know. <laughs> To, to the to place the where you all To have the dungeon pit. with the dragons. With the- yes. <laughs> uh, so you lead him to the place with Pip. This uh, is our D&D game that we're playing. Oh, have God. you have symbol before. This is worse than I thought. Y'all are a bunch of nerds. <laughs> um, no, so you just take him there with the dismembered Pip. Yeah, I already told, we walk in and he may be a little distraught and I just say, I told you, I don't have time to explain right now. What does, do you know this symbol? And I like, show him the computer. Is he missing his arm? You know, he's been through some stuff, okay? (gasps) Have you seen this symbol before? (laughs) He looks at it. No, I don't, I don't know what the hell that is. What? I, the mayor... It may or may or may not be a gingerbread man. What? <laughs> Ren picks up a piece. Here, try him. I, what the hell is going on? If you open your mouth to say I, does he shove the cookie in? Yes. <laughs> he goes, I, oh, I'm, oh, oh, oh. hmm. It's gingerbread. Yes, he is the gingerbread man. Uh, sorry, the may is made out of gingerbread. Um, apparently. I wish for the days I was just a beat cop. Right. Um, but in the things that you did before you were that, you never saw anything like this symbol before. No. Um. Looks like we're back to square one. Esther's gonna step back and talk into her comms. Uh. Say how's it going at work? Yeah, so did you sit there for the whole speech from Pip? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um Is he still speeching? He he is finishing up his speech at this point. I want to reassure everyone that I am trying to make this city a safer place, not just for me, but for you. And everyone like you who cares about this city. Thank you. Uh and then that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> and he steps away. There's applause and more questions, but he kind of walks away. And Deacon quickly goes over to him, and he has his little 
file folder of everything that they need to do that day, and he's talking very lowly with him. Um, and Faye, I think as you were listening to the speech, Deacon was not up on the podium with Pip. And Deacon kept looking in your direction and squinting. And he did that quite a few times. Um, but once Pip was done, he walked over to the mayor and kind of walked with him inside. And Cooper Wheatley followed behind. Uh, I, won't, I don't want to say Faye is filled with nervous energy and maybe like fidgety and looking around the crowd as she's I think for narrative's sake, it's more interesting if I didn't notice. Okay. Like, I think Faye was... One, trying to get back into Leslie and struggling with that. So, like, feeling uncomfortable in trying to get, like, balance the two identities. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she also was, like, holy crap, I met a gingerbread man overnight. Mm-hmm. And he's standing here talking to me. Um, mm-hmm. And trying to, like, blend in with the crowd and look cool. Like, not cool as in, like, but, like, cool as a cucumber cool. Um, okay, so... Faye walks in, gets checked in just like she normally would, and she goes to her office. Uh, back on the island, uh, what are y'all doing? Esther was gonna. Oh, calms me. I, I oh, sure, yeah, 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 you did, you did. How work yeah. was going? Um, I'm back in my office at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, he gave a fantastic speech about how much they all hate the four of us. Um, cool. Yeah, and um, they pinned it all on us, which isn't all that surprising. Um, but I mean. He looked right at me. I spoke to Cooper Wheatley not well, to be honest. Um, they, Everyone acted normal. Did you smell anything? <laughs> Did you sniff him when you went by him? Would it be unreasonable to suspect that I could sense? Or smell okay. a sure. little bit? You, you picked up the, the faintest hint okay. of gingerbread. Um, I'm not a hundred percent certain, but there was a little bit of a sweet smell. It, but we were outside, so it was a little bit hotter. So they made a gingerbread man overnight. Mm-hmm. It appears so. Do you think they make a new one every night? Huh. Well, what if there's gingerbread men for every day of the week? And maybe they just have like, you know, just in case something bad happens, they have a gingerbread man already ready for this yeah they may have something i don't know but i mean he spoke to me guys it was weird i mean i know we have already talked to him before as a gingerbread man but knowing he's a gingerbread man yes but what makes this gingerbread man able to talk while the one we have here can't right like what activates it and my concern is is there any tracking device that knows exactly where you all are right now. At that moment, you hear bestial roars. You hear some staccato bursts. Uh Uh-oh. Something's happening. We... Run upstairs. Run upstairs? You run upstairs. Um, All across the island... The beastmen are panicked and frenzied, running, trying to escape something. And then you hear a clap of thunder. A portal opens up. And these men dressed in dark black op military gear rush out. 
a armored van rolls out with them. They fire some shots into some nearby beast men, and they fall down with tranquilizers in them. Very quickly, they are being dragged and hoisted into the van. Uh, Another portal opens up on the other side of the island. More armored men rush out, another armored van. And you notice that some of these military men are bigger than others. And as you squint, you see they are beastmen with their own armor and modified equipment put on their hulking bodies as they grab these other beastmen and drag them with them. A portal opens up very near where you are all standing. More military men rush out. More armored beastmen rush out. This is happening all over the island as these your peaceful beastmen are being tagged and put down and dragged into these armored vans. And as these people spill out from the portal right next to you, one of the beastmen that's armored turns to you and you see the familiar furry muzzled snout of Nick. And he looks at you and he sees the four of you, but there's no look of recognition in his eyes. And he bears his fangs and saliva and blood and drool starts to drop from his mouth. We cut from that scene back to Faye in her office. You hear a at the door. Esther, Ren, Bill? I'll be right there. And I open the door. And you see Deacon Smith standing right there with his file clutched against his chest. He is probably shorter than you. He is not an imposing man. And he looks at you. Oh, God. It, it is you. You dyed your hair and wear different clothes, but you're you're one of them. You're fake Carver. Oh, God, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I grab him pull him into my office and shut the door. He's frozen. You're you gonna kill me? No, Deacon. No. You've been a great You tried friend. to kill Pip. No. You tried to kill Pip no. at the, 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 the gala. No. No, that wasn't us. We're being framed. No, Pip, Pip said you tried to kill him. Deacon, I promise you. Please let me prove it to you. I can prove it to you. I, I don't trust you. Please. Please, what, what can I do to get you to trust me? I, I noticed you at the speech just, just earlier, and I, I told him, I, I told him of my suspicions. No. Deacon, please, no. At that moment, the door is kicked in. A lumbering man walks in with a barrel chest and red mutton chops and red hair. Cooper Wheatley looks at you and grins. Well, 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 Faye Carver, right here beneath my nose. I guess I should go and say, Miss Carver, you're under arrest. Do try to resist. He smiles wolfishly as his red hair starts to grow across his face. Claws start to extend from his fingers. End of episode. Oh, gosh. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Misconceptions. We will be back with our next episode on April 27th. If you have a Facebook or Twitter, you can find us on both of those accounts. We would love to hear from you there. We also have an email, misconceptionspod at gmail.com. You can contact us there, and you can also send the copy of your iTunes reviews or other podcatcher reviews, along with your shipping address, to get those Misconception stickers. This show is fully supported by the generous support of our patrons on Patreon. If you would like to join that elite group of supporters, please click the link below and help us get to $400 a month. City of Mist is an RPG by Son of Oak. You can find more of their products at sonofoak.com. The Misconceptions theme song was composed by Aaron Wharton. You can find more of his music at aaronwharton.net. And that is it for this week's episode of Misconceptions. Stick around at the end of the episode to hear our geek out during the credits. And also, keep it nerdy, y'all. about how we're bored and we needed something to happen <laughs> did, did, did i miss that no no nobody said you know we don't know what to do please bust open the door blah 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 i think i gave him an idea though when i said what if y'all are being trapped or did you already No, i had kind of already thought about that okay. uh but then you said that and i was like this is a good segue <laughs> <laughs> great great good good glad i was able to set that up for you yeah thank you um but What's the takeaway from this session? How do we feel about it? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Things are finally like, I don't know. They're not clicking, but they're getting there. Yeah. Mm. Like, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But now at least we have some Another clues. piece. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy that I have my tags back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Or apparently the big fight. Where I can burn them all yeah. again. um i'm interested and you may not be able to answer this but how close we are at this point Mm. um not super but getting there okay Okay. y'all y'all made some uh important connections i wasn't sure if these fights were gonna be like the end. Oh no 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 okay. no no! There are, there are still many things that need to happen. Uh, cool. Bill needs to deal with the Bacobs. Rin needs to deal with his mythos. Uh, Esther needs to uh, do some things with her story. Rin has um, to kill Deja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe after next session, we'll be halfway through. Like we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I don't. <laughs>
we're not super close. Cool. Because uh, I want y'all to kind of explore your individual stories and feed, f- find the completion to those before we get to the end of, you know, the case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if we, if we ended after next session, there would be lots of loose threads. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, like, I have personal threads written down on this page, and, like, I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 different threads written down, not for each of you, but all together. And so far, y'all have only hit on one, two, three, four, five, six of those. Rin has actually hit the most uh, with slowly regaining his memories, uh, the static returning, urging to pursue a mission, and his Rin 2.0 coming into conflict with his mission. Uh, And the only one that face hit is Mary Woodard. And that happened in the first episode. So I have I have various other story beats that I'd I'd like us to hit. But I mean it's it's y'all's story. I just facilitate it. So uh which which question would you like to answer? Uh how has the crew grown this session? Which character had the most meaningful interaction with your character this session? Or which of your themes is under the most strain? If it collapses, what new aspect will show up in its place? I think that our th- the crew theme is about to be tested. Okay. You be- think it's about to be tested? Yeah. Because I feel like um, we were just kind of in limbo trying to figure things out, kind of impatiently, rapidly doing things just to see kind of what was going to happen. And then it seems like, bam, we hit it, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's going to be a reason for lending a hand and like always having each other's back and stuff like that because Faye is about to get wrecked and we're about to get wrecked. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's going to be something to pay attention to. Okay. So would you say your crew is growing or it's under stress? I think it's under stress. Okay. I think out of that can come growth, but it seems mm-hmm. like it's about to be under a lot of stress. So if your crew theme, if your crew theme cracks, uh, what what do you think will show up in this place? What will the new relationship of your crew be if you are not the gang? The isolated people. I'm just <laughs> no, I don't know. I feel like if it keeps cracking and it keeps getting worse, like we're eventually going to die or, I mean, something's got to give. Or be like just a bunch of lone wolves together kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of looking out for our own interests above everything. Sure, sure. Or, you know, if, like, if one of you dies, you always having each other back will have failed and some, some sort of new identity where y'all are more standoffish. You're not as together as you once were. Yeah. Uh, maybe even becoming criminals. We already are criminals. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But fully embracing that. Oh, fully embracing the criminality. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um, which character had the most meaningful interaction with your character this session? Definitely Esther. Um, we got to kind of reconnect. That hadn't. I'm way off mic. Yeah, you're way off mic. Um, Esther had the most meaningful interaction. We got to reconnect. Um, and like, Faye kind of got to heal from 
the hurt of losing her. Um, so I'm going to give a help point to Esther. Okay. And help a help point to Esther. So how many help points do you have on Esther now? I have four help points and four hurt points. Hmm. Okay. It was really important to me to even it out. Okay. That was, <laughs> that was the main reason. <laughs> Esther or Ren, which question would you like to answer? I mean, like, I want, I want to say that, like, the thing that would be, which, I mean, David and I have already kind of talked about it, and it's kind of already been talked about, usually at the Geek Out, but the Pascal and Associates, just because mm-hmm. I'm literally doing nothing for it at all whatsoever. I mean, we, we've kind of already talked, I mean, like, I can't think of any other things to replace it with beyond what we've already kind of talked about of doing... Because I think maybe even in this next episode, honestly, if something were to happen, I think, because right now it's got, (laughs) interestingly enough, it's got two attention and two cracks. So it Mm. could easily go to something good, but most likely, more more likely, it would take another crack and be destroyed. Yeah, because your your identity for that theme is I want to carry my company to new heights. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's kind of hard to do that whenever you're not focusing on your company and running it. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I don't think there was a scene this episode or this uh session no that uh would have pit pit your theme against each other so we could get that third crack or attention. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's it, it is looming there yeah i think definitely i think definitely within the next you know session i think it'll Mm, be cracked uh just based on what the nemesis role might be or something yeah definitely yeah yeah oh oh and and then yeah and then and then the improvements kind of what we already talked about anyways was like some sort of like flying car or like a portal gun which would be i think the portal gun would be kind of the best situation because it would kind of go with um uh the personality type of truly want to do good because then we could like disappear to somewhere else and not and just avoid a fight altogether slash killing people because that's usually what we do okay yeah so that would give you some sort of other way to deal with your problems rather than fighting because ren 2.0 is such a pacifist yes does not kill people anymore or children yeah or make buildings collapse (laughs) yeah so then would you want to answer how has the crew grown this session or which character had the most meaningful interaction with you uh yeah um i feel like the um was that two questions or one question that's two okay um i feel like the crew has grown together because like with um like me and bill have grown together of like trying to figure out a situation with like the whole pip hamill's house like we work together to try to figure that out and then also just like when i mean i think really the crew all together growing of like kind of figuring out the mist of like Mm -hmm. figuring out like pip hamill and the gingerbread and um and kind of like bouncing ideas off of each other trying to like solve this i think i think really that's where the crew has grown is like we're I don't know, communicating more, I guess, is the best way to put it. Okay, okay. So, uh, do you want to give your crew theme an attention, or do you want to recover one of your burnt crew theme tags? Uh, Because Linda Hand is uh, one of your burnt crew theme tags right now. Um, I think I'll recover a burnt crew theme tag, because I think that's 
probably what we need the most right now for next session. All right. And then Esther, what about you? I will just go with what character had the most uh, meaningful interaction. Um, and, you know, Faye and I reconnected. The best friends are back again. Woo! Now that they've talked all right. about all the things deep on their heart. Yes. And now let's do our nemesis role, or rather our foreshadowing role. So, uh, Bill, Esther, and Ren, you all have uh, nemeses out there because you have lost some themes that were very suddenly lost. And that means there are unresolved issues connected to these themes you lost. So, Bill, of course, has Jesse, his former coworker. Esther's bar was lost, and uh, she is presumed dead. Uh, and Rin, you have these, uh, the way you described it the first time we talked about it was literal ghosts uh, that follow you around because of the guilt of what you've done. Um, so I think, Rin, your uh, nemesis was activated last session, so you are going to roll with a plus zero. Okay. Uh, Jaime is going to roll with a plus three because Jesse has not shown up for the past three sessions. And Esther, uh, I think same thing for you. You also have a plus three uh, because your your presumed dead has not shown up. So go ahead and roll two d six. Add that plus to it. What'd you get? Oh. <laughs> I got a ten. Twelve. <laughs> okay. So your nemesis and, uh, is showing up. And Zach, what did you roll? I got a five. A five. Okay. A Jaime and er, sorry, Bill and Esther's nemesis could definitely show up in some way next session. Um, either Jesse, Jesse could show up. And uh, Esther's, the fact that she is presumed dead could show up. Now, we will have to see what becomes of that next time on Missed Conceptions. And I think that's where we end this session today. Son of a poop.